0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in Frank, from Connecticut, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, May 27, 2019, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are in Chapter 2. There is a solution on page 28. We will be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph, which begins with, We think it no concern and ends with, Most of us favor such memberships. Today's readers are Lindsay W., Barbara E., Lisa B., and Craig F. The share ID number for yesterday, Sunday, May 26, 2019 Special Edition meeting is 12,956, and I just wanna apologize. I saw in my notes that last week I said the wrong date of the prior day's meeting. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Craig F. to read the OA 12 Steps.
1: Good morning. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. 6. We were ready, entirely ready, to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. We humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. 8. We made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. We made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. In 10, we continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Craig F. I will now ask Lindsay W. to read the OA Twelve Traditions.
2: Good morning, it's Lindsay W., a compulsive overeater in Houston, Texas. The Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous: One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two. But we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Readers Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name might never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television and other public media of communication. Twelve anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities thank you for letting me do service
0: thank you lindsay w how our meeting works our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of alcoholics anonymous we read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers should be muted. Today, We resume our study of the big book in Chapter 2, There is a Solution, on page 28. We will be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph, which begins with, We think it no concern, and ends with, Most of us favor such memberships. I will now ask Barbara E. to go ahead and read that for us.
3: Thank you so much. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey and thank you to the servicemen for their sacrifice for our country. We think it is no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify themselves with as individuals. This should be an entirely personal affair, which each one decides for himself in the light of past associations or his present choice. Not all of us join religious bodies, but most of us favor such memberships. I am so grateful to this organization. Last week, we read about the flimsy read and a design for living versus a design for dying. And the chapter we're finishing up now is called There Is a Solution. And I knew in my head I had no choice I needed a solution. I had to stop struggling and grasp onto your hand as you pulled me out of the quicksand. I listened to what you offered me like my life depended on it, and it did. I raised the white flag of surrender. I did not want to wake up every morning filled with anger, remorse, and so much fear, not even wanting to get out of bed and face another day. My sponsor and you spoke to me of needing God. She said I had to make a decision. He is or he isn't. What's my choice to be if I wanted to develop a new set of attitudes, a new life, and a new purpose for living? But my disease started negotiating. I'll do this part, but I'll skip that part. But she insisted I had to stop negotiating and just relax and give this power the chance to enter my heart. She said there was no one way or specific timeline for experiencing this. Just trust and work all the steps and it would happen. And here again in this paragraph it says that it is absolutely no concern of ours what religious body we may identify with or even if we choose not to identify with a religious fellowship. It is our personal affair. All I know is I can't be God. I had to be patient and wait for the miracle that might happen if I had faith in the process and the people I heard here and trusted could happen for me too. Believe me, no one was more surprised when something did start to happen. I did feel a bit rearranged. The pressure of when it would happen and what form it would look like was listed And that's when I felt it move into my heart. Now I look forward to waking up every day, grateful to this power that wishes me good and loves me in my humanness and in spite of my frailties. When I work with others, I now experience the high that food used to do for me 20 years ago. I'm so grateful that I never gave up And my God and my sponsor never gave up on me until I finally found that portal into a new design for living that both humbles and awes me. Thank you, I pass. And thank you, Rebecca.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Well... If you haven't shared on this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the fourth paragraph on page 28 in the big book, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial.
4: Katie G. from Boston.
5: Katie, Katie. G.
0: Sandy uh, R. K. Wait one second. I'm kind of slow. Was it Sandy R.?
6: Sandy R. Yes.
0: Sandy something. Yes. And who else? Nessa R. Nessa R. And then I heard another voice. Irene B. Becca R. Irene B. And Becca R. Let me say who I wrote down. Katie G., Jason K., Sandy, I didn't get your initial, Nessa R., Irene B., and Becca R. Was there someone else? Okay, does anyone else want to add their name to the list?
7: Vasa O.
0: Vasa O. Okay, why don't we go with one, two, three, four, five, six, the seven of you. Katie G, go right ahead.
4: Good morning, Rebecca. Katie G, recovered compulsive over ear, anorexic, and bulimic in Boston. And, you know, I used to be really jealous of people who had religion, and my concept of religion was if I got on my knees or my concept of God if I got on my knees and just said okay God please take me out of who I am where I am what I'm doing and put me in a new life um give me a healthy functional parents and all this stuff so I can be okay and um you know I love that it is a personal affair and I love too that it's not just a personal affair that I don't just say okay I'm powerless and my life is unmanageable, so therefore there is power. I say that. But then I don't say, okay, so God is going to be Santa Claus. You know, before I did the steps, um, I really wanted God to be, pardon the pun, my sugar daddy, right? Like I was was looking around the rooms of OA and I thought maybe if I'm just born again Christian again and maybe if I'm just – I'm um, An Orthodox Jewish woman or maybe, I mean, I really, I, I took serious stock in investigating these religions because I thought that that was the only way I could find God. My favorite thing about this program is that deep down inside of every one of us on this line right now is a fundamental idea of God. And and that it comes as the result of working the steps. And so when I have this transformation, where food is no longer my solution, right, but God is my solution, um, I have I have a way of living today that is dependent on on God, right. And it's um, I I must continue to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And I do that. I pursue all religions. I I, I listen. I'm I'm in constant as a recovered woman. I'm in constant listening and seeking of those who are affiliated with God. But it's very important for me as a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic to remember that I get blocked, that I start to think again, okay, God, I'm working a good program today. You do this. I'm working a good program today. I'm not eating, God. You do this. Like this is my personal choice, God. Where's my personal choice? Give me my stuff. Where's my stuff? Right, and And, and you're entitled to have that. Um, position, if that works for you, what I find is it's um, it's a huge block between me and God. And what I find today as a a recovered woman is that my job today is to align my will with God's, you know, and and the longer I stay absent and recovered, the more I understand that God is the God of my no understanding, right? God is love and and comfort, and, and, and I don't really know, and I give up my hands, and I know that I'm not alone, and the most important thing is I know today I have have a design for living that's going to take me through every minute of this day should I choose to accept it. But there is um I'll just wrap up with this whoever you are, whatever you are, you are welcome here and hang on to your socks because the steps show us how to get to a God that I have found to be um life changing. Thank you God. And I walk one day uh, another
0: day shoulder to shoulder with all of you. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, Katie G. Jason K.
8: Good morning, everyone. This is Jason Kay, Recovered Compulsive Leader and Bleeming outside of Philadelphia. And, um, you know, looking at this, uh, I just think about the history a little bit and how, you know, the Oxford Movement was really the genesis of our fellowship. And, you know, just a funny question to ask is, you know, when's the last time I was driving down the street or saw an Oxford Movement um, gathering or an Oxford Movement church or When have I met anybody? And I I haven't, so it's not around anymore. I don't know if it's around anymore, but going down uh, the street, I know that there's AA meetings in many churches and there's OA meetings all around our communities. And, you know, I think what Bill, uh, and also looking at the history as Bill was trying to wrangle uh, this program together and dealing with all sorts of different people and the initial, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 uh, people. You know, there were people that were saying, you know, we want to say God as, as we understand him. We want to use this language of, uh, of a higher power. People coming in that weren't Christian, and they're advocating for a, a, an open and inclusive path. Um, so the question here that I'm looking at is, uh, how are we united? And how can we be united? And I think Bill, um, you know, Bill and the first um, 100 or the, the founders um, taking out the specific religion and not keeping this a Christian movement, um, but being more open and, and saying things in the fake book like this path is, uh, open, roomy, all inclusive that deep down in every person is, uh, that fundamental idea of God. And that he doesn't make too hard of terms to those who honestly seek him, thank God for an open, open message. Thank God for a message, um, and, and, and saying how we are bound in this common solution, a way we can absolutely agree upon, because as I tried to approach this path, um, my ego um, tried to separate me, tried to make me um, not belong, tried to make me feel um, different, distinct, apart from, never a part of, um, and I think you know that, that my alcoholic mind, my ego, my spiritual melody um, kept me separate. So thank God that we come to this fellowship and can hear an inclusive message to have a spiritual program, not a religious program, not a dogmatic program. Because I see people, too, that have beliefs. And I if I could just believe like them, like I just can't accept what they're believing. Um, So I just think that there's great promise in the openness and exclusivity of this program. And I think I'll pass with that. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you, Jason Kay. Sandy,
9: and your first initial? S. Good morning,
6: S isn't Sandy. Sandy. Thank Hi, you. Sandy S. Yes. Hi, this is Sandy S, con- recovered compulsive overeater, and bulimic from uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Beautiful Asheville. I mean, it is a miracle. I just <laughs> got to say this. I'm looking out my window at the mountains, and I live in the most beautiful place I've ever lived in my life. And honestly, if I didn't have an inner transformation as a result of God, definitely God, it wouldn't matter where I lived. If things aren't right within me, nothing matters. And the only way that things can be right is for me to surrender to a higher power. And, you know, this is an enti- I love this idea, an entirely personal affair in the light of past associations or is present choice i really struggle with step 2 i really struggle with step 3 i have totally taken step 1 right to my core and you know what helps me believe in a higher power is finding is my therapist i got to say it her name is annette and she has it, this is the most incredible therapy I've ever had. It's a God therapy for me because she. we talk about spiritual things. She has, had, she has like, no doubt that there is a higher power. There is just no doubt. And to me, she's somebody who actually might have practiced the 12 steps in just some other way because, to me, God's will is, number one, that I drop the whip, this is just me, drop the whip that I used to beat the crap out of myself and just be in a space of love, number one, toward myself. And, and when I can do that, I can love other people. And I cannot, for the life of me, make myself love myself or love other people, but I know that God can. And my motto is God could and would if he were sought. And I just keep saying to myself all through the day, What do I need to do to seek God? Because I have experienced the most incredible transformations. I'm 71, and they are accelerating. As I get older, I realize there's less time left, and I really, the one thing I need to do every day, this is just me, abstinence is the most important thing in my life. It's impossible to have that without God. I need God every day to keep me abstinent. I am totally powerless over food. And just that willingness to open up and not beat the crap out of myself when I start playing God, because that's my big thing. I am a workaholic. I think I'm God and my world is going to fall apart unless I'm constantly doing things, whether it's the 12 steps or anything else. So today my intention is just to be willing to surrender. And with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Sandy S. Yes. Um, before I call on Nessa R., in case you got on the line a little bit, we think it no concern through most of us favor such memberships. Nessa R.
10: Hi, good morning, wishing for you. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, in page 58, we read, that um, we had to let go of our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go, absolutely. And for me, those ideas fall into three categories. One is the category of food, like, for example, um you know, I'm allergic to sugar, but if sugar is in the tenth ingredient, then it's okay. Or, you know, I should be able to eat everything in moderation. Um, then there were ideas about life that I had to let go of, like my life and my happiness depends on my well-being, depends on my circumstances. So if I had money, I'd be okay. If I had a bigger house, I would be happy. If my kids didn't bicker, I would be happy or whatever. And the third category is the category about God, and I came into programs with a deep belief in god and not only just any god but a, a good god a benevolent kind omnipotent god uh, but i had some ideas that i really had to let go of uh, one of them was that um, you know god had better things to do than worry about my tiny little food problems and um the other idea was that god was my employee you know i came in um Giving God instructions, you know, go, you know, go run my errands, God. Um, I came believing that God had to do all the work and all I had to do was pray. If I had a problem, I would just have to take it to God and He would solve it uh, with no effort on my part, you know. And I discovered in program that uh, step eleven is step eleven for a reason, not not step two, you know. Um, you know, we we need to do our we need to do our work. Um, it's not about uh, my will for God, which was my, my previous attitude, but it's about God's will for me. And the only way I can discern what God's will for me is, is by removing the blockages. Um, the first blockage, without a doubt, was the food, you know, because I worship food um, like, like it was my master, like it was my God. And it certainly ruled me. It ruled me like it was my master. Um, then I had to remove the, the worldly clamors within myself that blocked me from God, you know, my selfishness, my self-seeking, and my dishonesty, which were the things that kept me believing that God was my employee. These were the things that kept me uh, imposing or trying to impose, at least, my will on God instead of saying, okay, God, uh, what do you expect from me today? And I'm going to go do it. And, you know, once I did those things, which – in program language means put down the food and become entirely abstinent and then work the steps with zeal, you know, with the desperation of a drowning man, um, you know, the transformation happened. Once I made my, thank you, my effort, God did his part and he transformed me. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you. Our, um, before I call on Irene B., could everybody... Might be unmuted. Check your star one and see if you are because there is some stuff and it is distracting. Thank you, Irene. You go right ahead.
9: Good morning, everybody, and thank you all for your service. I am a former compulsive overeater and recovering bulimic. And my relationship with God is interesting because as a child, I remember thinking, where is God? Why is he letting these things happen to me? And I never got an answer, so I quit asking. You know, I just knew that God wasn't interested in me and then I had a spiritual experience sort of kind of when I was in the fifth grade I changed schools we went to a weekend spiritual retreat and it was I experienced the Holy Spirit and I have that was the happiest day of my life and I've never been happier than that particular day because I was at peace it was it was amazing and then life resumed and um you know, we went back to the God who wasn't interested in me. Then um then I became bulimic at age seventeen and um got, uh food went from being my comforter to being my jailer. Uh, I used food prior to age 17 and, uh, when I became bulimic, uh, the food used me. It's like I lived for the sole purpose of binging and purging during any non-structured time in my life. And um, And then God started to perform incredible miracles in my life, including my sobriety including my abstinence i am abstinent today 26 months but the sheer grace of god god delivered me from bulimia And, and 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 i don't understand it but i have a few theories that would take too long to explain but but yes he did And God has performed miracle upon miracle in my life, and it's been an issue. And recently I had to to talk to a number of people about my my belief, my fear, my fear, that there was a part of me that was, I wasn't really angry at God because I don't think I'm allowed to do anger, but there was a part of me that I knew God abandoned me as a child. And it's like, how do I get my brain around that? How could he? And I'm beginning, you know, I've come to terms with that. I've understood it. I've processed it to whatever degree, but I'm not 1,000% certain of how to Um. process that. And with that, I'll pass. I just say that God now is my biggest strength, and when I'm with him, I'm strong, and without him, I'm nothing, and I used to think I was God, and I'm not. And once I came to that realization, that's when I've begun to experience recovery. Thank you for listening, and I apologize for the extra time. I passed.
0: Thank you, Irene B. We're on page twenty-eight, fourth fourth paragraph, please. One paragraph,
11: thanks for waiting, Okay, R. Okay, okay.
0: Rebecca,
7: yes, coming, yes. You know, thank you, Rebecca, for your yourself. service, and good morning, oh, everyone. Wait, one.
0: Vasa,
12: hold uh-huh. on who, who was speaking at the same time it, Vasa? did it, it was Melanie. It was Melanie. I was hoping to come oh. in between.
4: You're breaking up a
12: little bit, too,
4: so it might have been hard for Becca R. to hear what you were saying. I was finding it difficult, Be- Rebecca.
0: Oh, dear. Thank you for letting me know. I'll move the seat and see if that helps. Um,
11: mm-hmm.
0: Hold on, Vasa O. Is Becca R. Waiting to speak. It would be your turn if you are. This is Becca R. Can I be heard? Oh yes. Vasa, do you mind waiting? It turns out Becca R is here and she couldn't hear me.
5: Not Thanks, at all. Melanie.
0: Not <laughs> at Becca all.
12: R., go. Thanks. Becca R go right but, in. Good morning. This is Becca R, Recover Compulsive Overeater in Kentucky. And um what I was what the paragraph made me think of is Similar, I think it's in Bill's story when he's talking about um, grasping onto the idea that he um, was aware of as a kid, and I think his um, higher power uh, was really portrayed on what his maybe paternal grandfather believed or maternal grandfather, and it just really made me think about how you know all we come in here with is is what we're. What I came in here with was what I was exposed to as a child, as a young an adult, um, and it was very uh, fit in the box. That was, that was my exposure to a belief in a higher power, and I'm really grateful for that because I kind of feel like ignorance is bliss, and I was able to come in and kind of develop my own idea of God, but what I found is that, you know, it just, it ever deepens. Um, I don't have to understand it. I love the the phrase that someone used this morning, the God of my ununderstanding," because I don't understand it. But I believe that I, it, that part of the book that says, speak down in every man, woman, and child is a fundamental idea. And I've always felt that. And the longer I continue to, to seek a relationship with that um, entity that I believe lives within me, you know, that I am bound to to further this relationship. And um, just like the other sheriffs have talked about, you know, when I gather with people who who are also seeking, you know, and it doesn't matter what religion or faith or belief, just just that commonality of seeking something more. Um, And it's amazing to me what I have found just by having that open-mindedness. I had been in the 12-step program for many years and I was binging and purging daily, and it was like the the shades had been lifted when I saw. How am I supposed to have a relationship with a higher power when I'm doing this? And I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't unknow it. But that was uh, a, yet another moment of clarity for me to see the um, unmanageability. The step one at many years in program. And so if you're new, just hang on and keep coming back and don't stop one day until the miracle happens. Put that up. Becca, is that your baby? Oh,
0: maybe she muted, and maybe it was. I just want to make sure. Thank you, Becca R. Vasa O., and then we'll take more names.
7: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service, and good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa Grateful, Recovered Compulsible Vita Con from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Happy Memorial Day today, or tomorrow, yeah, today. But anyways, um, this is my church. This is where I go to church every day pretty much, you know. And I had been looking for the solution for many years, how to put the food down. It's like I did not try. I tried so many times. Put it down. Pick it up. Put it down. It was exhausting and frustrating. 25 years of my life until I came to Overeaters Anonymous. Someone, somebody gave me. Well, my she became my sponsor. Gave me the Big Book, and uh, we didn't have as much literature 34 years ago. And I remember saying, "I don't need this. I'm I'm not an alcoholic. I'm." I didn't even know I was a food addict. I just knew I loved food. So that's where I learned. It was eating disorder. I learned about the allergy. I learned about the mental obsession. It was just I'm I, I was shocked. I really was shocked what I was hearing. And I would I would not I would not be abstinent today without my higher power and I would not have a relationship with higher power if I was into the food. Food was, you know, controlling my life, uh, and um, and that was like the beginning, and this is where I found a higher power, and I was just so ready, and so I had the gift of desperation, and I was so ready and willing to surrender, and believe me, I didn't think it was, you know, to surrender. Uh, uh, to put those certain foods down, I didn't think that was a gift. I thought that was a torture. I remember, how am I going to put these things that I really love, you know, for the rest of my life? And my sponsor was there to help me and say, you know, we do this one, one day at a time, one meal at a time. It has gotten me 34 years by the grace of God, and this program, and 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 working the 12 steps and. It's it's a miracle, you know, I had to put everything aside, what I knew, and I, I needed to start a new way of dealing with life and life problems without running to the food for comfort. And I did struggle with bulimia, I, you know, and I remember being so embarrassed or ashamed to admit I did that those things, and then I hear these people. You know, they're not ashamed. It's okay, but that's what I did, and I don't do that today. And I, I'll wrap it up. I have gone back to church. I, uh, you know, it's not the church I was going to. It's a different church I go to, and I love it. But this is where I get uh, mostly what I need to get. You know, and I love the this meeting, the vision, vision for you, and I'm just so grateful to be part of it, and thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa O. Okay, it's time to take more names. If anyone would like to share who hasn't in the past couple of days on the fourth paragraph on page 28, please let me know. Anita Summer D. Summer D. Oh, dear, I didn't. Summer D, I heard. Thank you. I J. F. I heard Craig F., and was it Anita J.? Yes it was. Thanks. I got you then. Was there another voice I missed? Okay any other people who want to share? Okay Summer D, Craig F, and Anita J. Summer
13: D please go ahead. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you for your service. Thank you, everyone on the line today. And um, my name is Summer Day, and I'm gratefully recovering in SoCal. Um, I, I am just blown. I've been telling some of my fellows I've been talking to recently that, you know, there's spiritual experience and then there's spiritual awakening, but I literally have been experiencing spiritual explosions um, since really getting committed to finding a sponsor and putting myself out there you know, with 200 plus people on the line, it's just insane that I'm even doing that. But, you know, it's it's not me. It's my higher power whom I choose to call God. And, of course, we're at this paragraph today. And, you know, um,
3: <laughs>
13: this should be an entirely personal affair, which each one decides for himself in the light of past associations or his present choice. Yesterday, an hour before uh, the church service started, I was divinely directed to go to a church by my house. And what I didn't know is that this particular church, first of all, of course, everything that was talked about, just – I'm just experiencing integration. I mean, they talked about dysfunction. They talk about breaking a negative cycle. And I'm just seeing God move in my life with integration in a way that I haven't before. And power as well. Um, But I immediately got connected because I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm starting a new kingdom business. And that's, you know, there's like... This was the first time that I felt comfortable getting back into community in probably a year and a half because I've been obsessing and focused on my health and recovery pretty much for the last 14-ish years, but it's been really intense the last few years. And so I just find this so interesting, past associations, because people in my past have been affiliated with this particular um, church and I was living in a different city so I so I'm just blown away and you know I'm I'm just so grateful I'm humbled and I'm grateful for the level of commitment and recovery that I experience not only on every vision call that I get on but also in my conversations with whoever I'm divinely connected to I mean I just feel like this arsenal of angels (laughs) Behind me, and you know, I have I'm recovering from some serious abuse issues from my my mom, and to have this arsenal of angels, you know, women angels behind me and there when I call and giving me experience, strength, and hope because I am relatively new to to this level of recovery. It's just the biggest gift I could have ever asked for and and I know that there's a reason it's because of, you know, carrying the message. Um yesterday I went to my other fellowship meeting unexpectedly and at the last second they asked me to share and I did and it was amazing because I have completed the 12 steps in that program. Thank you. Um, so I'm just amazing. Like, I am not the same woman, and I know that this is just the beginning. So I'm very grateful to be a part of the fellowship. Thank you so much, and I will pass.
0: Thank you, Summer D. Craig S. Craig S. Star one unmute.
1: Thank you. I thought I was I thought I was unmuted. I was talking away. Uh, <laughs> this is Craig F recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, you know, I I came to this program with uh, definite religious ideas, uh, a, a theology, and you know, I had, uh, I had thought I had solved from an intellectual perspective, anyway. um exactly what it was i needed to believe in the, the problem was that i i couldn't live the way that i believed i should live you know that that um i i, I it, there's a certain insanity to to knowing that uh, that you have this loving higher power uh in your life that you believe that that God wants you to uh, to believe to behave a certain way to to live a certain way and th- and then to not be able to do it you know to not want to be uh, overweight and not want to overeat but to do it anyway and and uh, to to be out of control and to ask God over and over again you know to get up in the morning and say please God help me be abstinent today you know help me me not to overeat and then to overeat you know but uh, breakfast uh, and and after a while you, you it's like beating your head against the wall you know and you're bloody you're bruised you're battered but nothing's changing and and i couldn't understand why nothing was changing because certainly god had the power to change it uh, i thought you know and i know he does but the problem was the problem was that I was blocked from that change. And what blocked me from the change, first of all, as somebody said, was the food. But the other thing that was blocking me was my resentments, my fears, and my guilt, you know? Those things that we make amends for and in, in, that we inventory in step four and that we uh, admit in step five and we make amends for in step nine. It, it the, You know, and... Because that was what was between me and God—not just the food, but but all those things, all those resentments, and especially the guilt—and and so, uh, having been able to do that with the guidance of this program, been able to go back and to and to and to honestly look at those things and to and to go make amends where I needed to make amends and to be lifted of that—it's no wonder that my relationship with God uh, changed and it's no no wonder that at the end of that my prayers changed from God keep me abstinent today please to God guide my thoughts and actions today show me how I can be a service to you and others and give me the power okay. to, to do what I need to do and, and it becomes a less self-centered uh, self-seeking prayer, and uh, uh, you know, and that is the gift to me of this program—the main gift of this program. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Craig S. Anita J. Thank you very much, um,
14: Rebecca. Rebecca. Uh, this is Anita, yes. uh, Anita, out in Massachusetts. Um, this was the first gift that I got out of, of Readers Anonymous, and that was getting God back in my life. Um, I was so confused about who, what, what is exactly God, but I came up with um, the, wrong, the wrong answer. Uh, when the minister had an affair in the last church I was in, I pulled my kids out of Sunday school, oh, one was thrilled, the other one was so disappointed. but the point is, no minister is God. I mean, this is ridiculous, but it wasn't that just shows you how immature god God had this person to work with here to shape her up and um oh, so my conceptions of god church uh members, believers. It's just exploded. And isn't that wonderful They have so many different, different kinds of ways to look at this higher power. And it hit me the other day, um, a close friend since I was a kid has a son who his main profession is the law, but he is an amateur. I hate the word amateur, conductor. He conducts orchestras. And I found myself in my kitchen two days ago, picking up the imaginary baton and conducting the mold. I'm, I'm, so you may not, it doesn't matter what you know it or not, it's just that. My gosh, I I let him know. I texted him. I said, I think I lost 20 pounds putting myself into this. And anyway, he says, it's the music deep within you that keeps you strong. And I've thought about it ever since. And I thought, yes, Michael, you call it the music deep within you because he's no church guy at all. or even God, Uh, in the way we normally think, that is not him. But, yes, let him call it the music deep within. We call it the still, small voice. Those that are religious among us, isn't that what it says in the big book? Call it God. I allow him, let him call it the music deep within. It made me so happy to know That that guy knows. He just doesn't, I I don't think he's given the credit. Well, it doesn't matter. God doesn't want any credit. I'm just excited that I exploded again. Another way to look at God with that that music deep within. And uh, with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Anita J. We have time for two more shares. Does anyone want to take them? This is Larry. Larry, Larry K. K.
5: Linda D. That's from fine. Connecticut
0: and Linda D. Great, thank you, Larry K. Go right ahead.
11: Okay, thanks so much, Rebecca. I um, appreciate your service. Larry K. Recovered from Chicago. Um, you know, here was my approach to my higher power um, at a certain point. It went something like this. You know, God, here's the deal. You know, I'm I'm desperate. And, and I have a, a you know a list of things that I need for you to do on my behalf. Now, now since you serve me, now I I'm not going to say that, but that's really my approach. Since you serve me, um, I'm I'm going to need for these things to get done soon. See, I'm 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 hurting out here, but rest assured, I'm not a selfish guy. So, I will do a few nice things for others along the way, just so that you can see that I'm I'm a charitable guy and i'm willing to help others but remember god i'm doing those things as a kind of trade-off for getting my needs met you know let's not confuse the issue this is kind of a conditional deal okay god see you relieve me of the obsession to eat then i'll do something for you i'm a deal maker at heart and one last thing god if you don't do this for me and, and this isn't a threat I'm probably going to pick up again because I've, I've, I have a history of that. And I'm, and I'm likely to become restless and irritable and discontent. And now while I don't want to, I may lash out at others like a rattlesnake, no pressure on you, God, (laughs) Uh, just saying, thank you, God. My, my will not thine be done. And those weren't my words, but I definitely treated God like an errand boy and I needed a new understanding of God. And I, I continued to remain blocked off from the sunlight of the spirit. And I wondered why, see if we turn our lives over to him and let him run it, let God run it. He's going to take our shortcomings. I've seen it. He's going to take our shortcomings and he's going to make them valuable in miraculous and mysterious ways. But rest assured, you know, he would do this in, in, in the manner he chooses and in the time frame that he chooses because I needed to learn patience, and I needed to learn perseverance, and I didn't know that I needed to learn those things because I was so desperate. The God of my understanding today is, is, is for anyone and everyone, but I don't think God's a deal-maker anymore. I'm thankful that I found through these steps in this work, I found a relationship. It was it was is easier than I thought. And thank you, God, for that. With that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Larry K. Linda D. You'll be our last person to share, I believe.
5: Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I am so happy to be here. I got a day off, and I can be with you guys. Hello.
9: What happened, everybody? Linda D, can I you come back on, please? We got you. Thank you. Is this Linda? Linda D, star one, please. To be heard. Thanks,
0: Melanie. I got muted too. It's Good Rebecca chillin'. F. Linda okay. D. Can you hear me? Hi, Linda. You and I got muted somehow, and we didn't hear anything other than that uh, you're so glad to be here, basically, if you don't mind starting
5: over. uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, When I came, I was a shattered woman uh, and an atheist, and the last word that I ever wanted to hear was God. I was raised in Connecticut, so I was way too polite to say that, but... um, I hated the word and um but I was shattered and I did what I was told to do and it was very big book back when I came in. I've I've been here a really long time, like thirty seven years. And um the upshot of it is I happened by accident and I know of course it isn't an accident, that um I heard someone say, Well you can say to God show me that you're real beyond a shadow of a doubt and I thought can you do that okay I'll try that I just I don't even know who said it and uh so I did and I said it to the air to me I was saying it to the air and they told me to get down on my knees and I did that and I did everything I was told pretty much uh and then uh I got to a nine step and balked, ran away for a year And I've been back ever since. Uh, Vision for you is is the renaissance of this program. And the all of you, I love you guys so much, gal, so much. You've given me myself back, my God back. And God, God actually showed up. Show me that you're real beyond a shadow of a doubt. There was no job description. I just wanted the real thing to show up, and it did. And so for me, the word God, not so hot, but to me, it's called the divine, the sacred. And if the big book tells me it's within, son of a gun it is. And that's what I talk to or who I talk to. And uh, and I ask for guidance, and I pause, and I do it. And if I don't do it, I skate off on the pond alone and go through the ice. And I learn from it. And I don't defend it. And I correct it with God's help. It's all God. Everything's God. The music, I love that answer, Anita. The music is God. You all are God. Everywhere we stand is sacred. Including us. Thanks. I pass.
0: Thank you, Linda G. Okay, Linda was our last person to share. Um, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. I have to say, it's like I was just thinking, I wish I could invite all 300 of you over for a party. And then I realized we just had a party. We're having a party, <laughs> all of us. It's beautiful. The share ID for this meeting, Monday, May 27th, 2019, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 12,957. That's 12957. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer will lisa b please read a vision for you our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page
12: yes good morning our book is meant to be suggestive only we realize we know only a little god will constantly disclose more to you and to us ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick the answers will come if your own house is in order